One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Hello. Hey. I want you to see it. Shot down in April. Flying high. (laughs) Or is it the other way around? Shot down in May. No, it's flying high in April. Shot the fuck down. down in May. Shot the fuck down in May. Uh, wow, we are, we have returned to the lair of EJ Global. Full circle moment that leads us. It's like we've been everywhere, you know, Staten Island, across the world to Australia, only to come all the way back to Beverly Hills, but really Encino. <laughs> <laughs> it should be called the Real Housewives of Encino. At this point, it should. Or the Real Housewives of Mendocino Farmhouse. <laughs> the Real Housewives of Encino, Beverly Hills, Bel Air, and Larchmont Village. <laughs> <laughs> and Hancock Park. Hmm. Wow, it was just, I mean, 
we'll get to it. But I wanted to talk about the thing that's on everybody's lips is gonna be. I don't really know. Wait, what? I was gonna. I had something in my head that I wanted to talk about that it literally slipped my mind. Incredible work. Thank you. <laughs> wow, killing it time after time, never failing to deliver the goods. What was it? It was something about a show. Cheshire? Oh, Real Housewives, Real Housewives of Johannesburg. Oh, wow. You're watching two now at once. That was what's, what's going to be on everyone's lips. Is that new? No, but it's wild. You should watch it. Okay. It's maybe better than Cheshire. Are you watching both simultaneously? Mm-hmm. Love that. But I'm wondering, like, does Andy Cohen get any kind of residual or royalties from these other... They, he must, right? That's a good question. I wonder if it's... I think he definitely does, but I wonder how the deal is structured because I feel like I heard somewhere that it was more of a licensing deal in other mm. countries where they can license the name. They would still have to pay, I guess, a fee, mm. but they're not technically part of the Real Housewives universe. franchise or universe. Mm. But they get to use... Like, that was, I guess, what happened with the Vancouver Housewives. Oh. But a housewife is a housewife, doll. Well, this one is special because there's a mom and daughter... Slay. ...on both housewives, and they're... They have like a very strange codependent relationship. Love. It's amazing. One of them, the daughter is a vegan and she gets invited to the wedding of another housewife. And it's like this traditional African wedding. It's really gorgeous. And she's never met her because she's only friends with the mom. But she calls her the day before her wedding and goes, can you make a special menu for me? Because (laughs) I'm vegan. And the woman was like, she was like, you know, this is like a traditional wedding. Like we eat meat. And I don't, I've never met you. And the woman's like, (laughs) I think, I know, but it's really important to me. And I feel like there should be an exception made. And so she goes, okay, I will. And then the day of the wedding, she just goes, I didn't have any time to think about it. So she's going to have to deal. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Also find a vegetable and eat it, bitch. Like it's going to be there for you. Eat some rice. Well, everything. She was like, as long as it's not cooked in butter. And the woman's like, it's going to be cooked in butter. Like, this is a fucking feast. Bring an energy bar. And well, shut well, up. Well, she's like, I will be bringing a smoothie, if so, as a backup. And the woman was like, okay, well, bring a smoothie. Yeah, you got to loop people out of your own food shit when it comes to weddings and the menu they create. You should watch. It's kind of next level, though. Okay. And there's this woman, <laughs> this woman who kind of looks like Ann Coulter, who's one of the housewives, and she... They're at, at the end of the episode, they're like, we'll be going to the bush next week for my mother's 50th. So you're all invited. We have rented this ranch. And the woman goes, I'll be arriving on a Learjet. <laughs> That's the kind of travel plan I yearn to hear mm-hmm. at all times. And they all go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, pretty, it's kind of major. Also, I watched a documentary that I want to recommend called Enemies of the State. And it's about this family whose son was like in his early 20s. And he was he claimed to be part of the early beginning of Anonymous. He was like a hacker. And he, oh, there he is. He uh, 
one day the dad he was like dad you have to come home and he came home and the fbi had raided their house and claimed that he was distributing child porn but he claimed that it was because he downloaded some kind of like top secret cia incriminating thing that incriminated like the bush administration and something had to do with the iraq war Ooh. and about anthrax and like all this shit and kind of became like in his mind was claiming that the government was trying to do to him what they did to like chelsea manning and edward snowden so the family went kind of on the run and they defected to canada and they tried to get refugee status and claimed that he was being penalized and the child porn was like a total, you know, excuse for the government to go after him. But then meanwhile, there's FBI agents who are literally like, no, he was grooming several teenage boys. And they have like video or text message evidence and like recorded voice calls that he made to the families of the victims to try to inti- mm-hmm. to try to intimidate them using different identities Whoa. So it just becomes this whole, like, is this family sort of wrapped into this person's delusion to try to absolve him of this horrific thing he did? Or is it actually like a government vendetta against this, you know, truth whistleblower? Fascinating. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I I had never heard of it. And it it kind of freaked me out because it's like one of those things where at the end, it's like a gut punch where you're like, oh, no, is this person completely a monster and like pathological (laughs) and his parents are just like in on the ruse Mm -hmm. or they're believing what they want to believe because they can't face up to the truth yeah you should it's i would recommend it's a documentary it's it's like a two-hour documentary it's really wild what's it on discovery (laughs) plus you're a discovery plus head now i've been you're all in on discovery plus doll I've been converted doll by Simon Dole. Well, Discovery Plus like merged with some shit and then now they're looking to serve. It's a Discovery Plus world and we're just living in it is the takeaway because I think they're really going to come. They're coming they're hard come for the wigs. For Netflix, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime's throats. They're going to step on them one by one. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, did, I recommended serving the Hamptons. Couldn't recommend it enough. Oh yeah, you should watch, I gotta it. watch that. Like, you'll I go, know. you'll watch. It's five episodes. You'll watch the whole thing in two hours. Oh, it's only five. Yeah, wow. Dole. Okay, Dole. Okay, putting that on my list too. Yeah, I have lots of shit to catch up on. Clearly, Dole. Do you have any wrecks? Um, no wrecks because this week I feel like I've just been. To I've only been able to watch the staircase like show on Sunday, Monday, and then I've just been really busy otherwise. But I've found myself back in a place of sublime. I don't were you ever a sublime head? Oh, the band? Yeah. Um, just that one song. Okay. I, obviously. Yeah, I was like a sublime head in high school during my like hang out with skater boys and like take bong rips era and i always return to revisit every once in a while and i'm in a sublime return right now and it's really doing it for me i think i had a moment in high school where this guy that i had a crush on liked sublime and had them in his myspace and so i tried to like get into sublime you tried to do it but like white reggae and ska was not 
speaking your language. But I know that they have a... I mean, aren't they from, like, Orange County? Yeah, they came up with, like, No Doubt and kind of in that vein a little bit. Dispatch. But, yeah, I never was, like, a dispatch person. Nor I. But they... So I was, like, trying to remember what they looked like, and I was, like, was... Because I know the lead singer and, like, kind of the reason for the band or the front man died, like, before they really got, like, super successful, died of a heroin overdose. And so I was like, okay, well, that's sad, but also sexy sometimes. So I was like, who is, whomst is he? Like, let's do some Googling. Like, I'd love to develop a parasocial crush. Like, I'm looking for that right now. Right. So... I took to Google only to discover that none of them were ever especially hot. Brad Lee was like he the lead singer slash front man was the hottest, but he's gone. And the other two, I was I was shocked. Mm. I'll just say I was shocked. It was shocking at how unsexy they were. Not to be a bitch about it, but like I was just like, damn. R.I.P. King. I know. So R.I.P. Bradley. Yeah, I um, it's really kind of overwhelming when you look back and realize like how much heroin was played a part in that whole just era of music was just like marred by all that. Yeah, I think it's also heroin is just everywhere. It's back. The more that I've like exist in the world, the more I realize that so many people do heroin. I know. And there's a lot more visibility around it now and like honesty, which I think is great because part of the allure of it is that it is so hush hush or it's like it's so the worst thing you can do and it's like such a secret. So I appreciate it when people are like very straightforward about it because it like about doing H. Yeah. Because it destigmatizes it and makes it like less mysterious. Changing gears though, I I was very into Incubus and never got into Incubus. Oh, Brandon Boyd is so sexy. You would think he's hot. I think he's bi too. Mm. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I liked Three Eleven, but I wasn't Sublime. Just didn't didn't strike a chord. Maybe a little too hetero for me. Yeah, it's really hetero. Incubus was like kind of like they're sexy, touchy feely vibes, mm-hmm. and they're a little bit like I see why you like them. Just googling Incubus, like the band comes up, but then like really buff guys with like creepy devil horns and like wings, like illustrations come up. So I'm like, okay, this is speaking to the gay inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good era of music though, like two thousand early two thousands. John Mayer. I remember just like my sister was obsessed with John Mayer. And I remember just thinking it was so cool because she liked it. So I was like, kind of like, well, she likes it. It must be really cool driving yeah, around. She's on to something. Yeah. I was in boarding school when John Mayer like came out with his first album. Maybe I was around for like Your Body is a Wonderland. Maybe, but I it didn't speak to me because obviously I was like deeply in a place of like sublime and like Led Zeppelin so (laughs) it just like was not for me so then I was just like this fucking guy then I got to boarding school and one of and his album was one of the only albums like out of the acceptable music that we were allowed to listen to really uh yeah well because it's like that's it's easy listening Mm -hmm. and like it's not 
it's not overly sexual or curse. There's no curse words. It's like crooning. Pretty. Yeah. It's like pretty tame. It's like PG. He keeps things like PG to PG 13. And then I grew really resentful because I was forced to listen to so much John Mayer in those two years. And like, as I said, was a rocker so i didn't want to listen to that you were rock now i'm a rock doll i'm a rock and roll girl at heart and but now i've come around oh i know you have oh i've come around i love i love imagining like a bunch of emo teen girls just hanging out together listening to john mayer it was like john mayer dido dido is play dido is legit Coldplay, we kind of got some Dave Matthews band towards the end, but that would get taken away periodically because people loved it too much. Fleetwood Mac, which was random because I was like, they were all cokeheads, so why are you letting us listen to this band? But like, go off, I guess. Also, same with the Beatles' White Album. I was like, weren't they, like, they were deeply on drugs at that point. And also, isn't Happiness is a Warm Gun kind of about heroin? Like, why are you letting us listen to this? They probably wanted to listen to it. Yeah. It was de- it was definitely subjective. Like, there were things that just didn't make sense, but you can't fight it. You just have to... There, You're literally given maybe, like, 50 CD options for that whole period of time, and you just get to choose those. And if you listen to one and like it too much, it's going to get taken away from you. 
unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT Cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT Cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Um, speaking about Cascade, uh, Paris Hilton met with Joe Biden yesterday and spoke at the White House about just trying to go after these people and like save children who are still in these programs. Like how, what oh she's doing. She, I didn't know about some of the abuse. Like she kind of went into specific detail about the abuse that she endured, including like a nude body examination in front of men mm -hmm. it was really gut-wrenching to to read the transcript of her speech yeah i watched her documentary no i know i know i i just thought it was i think it's really amazing that she's taken this as her calling kind of mm -hmm. and it's hard because these are private institutions and therefore like not necessarily they're harder to regulate, mm -hmm. but because they're private institutions, they can say that they are like hiring. They don't have to like hire actual therapists or people that are even necessarily trained right. professionals in these fields. Like, and all I would say 90% or even maybe all of these schools were offshoots from Synanon or, right. and like started by people who were just like fucking kooky Cult acid people. heads that like just bought in. And the whole thing, the whole entire troubled teen industry is predicated on preying on parents, convincing them that this is the only thing that can save their children. And then knowing that a parent with money will do anything, whatever it takes financially to like save their child's life 
just sign them over and then these people take control and it's like a surefire way to make money because you're institutionalizing children that can't advocate for themselves and they can't like their lives are under control for a specific amount of years like my school that I went to when I was 17 like they didn't even usually want to take kids that were like close to turning 18 because when you turn 18 you can leave like you can just walk out at my school at least you could because there's different levels of like how they're allowed to like touch you or physically interact with you but like mine you could just walk across the cattle guard and stroll down the road and there's nothing (laughs) anyone could do to stop you but you're also like 33 miles away from the nearest big town so like good luck to and you have no money so it's like the recipe for going missing yeah but the whole thing i do believe there can be some positive yeah some positivity involved but i think the majority of all the shit is a racket and it's the perfect setting for abusers i mean i can see the i met one of your best friends from there and she's a light so like that you have some gifts from that program i think but I, yeah, it sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yeah. And it's the kind of thing, too, that like, I think a lot of traumatizing or I know this, like a lot of traumatizing stuff that happens to you as a teen is not going to be fully processed until much later in life. Like usually it's like around your 30s where you start to kind of realize at least this was my experience where I was like, oh, like this shit happened to me. And shaped the way that I like interact with the world or like shaped my like emotional like response system and my trust and my like emotional intelligence and also like primed me for I think especially like I do believe I was like brainwashed at one point a little bit and then kind of like woke up and came out of it and then being at a school like that became much harder because I was like, wait, these people are fucked up. Like, and I just want to graduate high school so I can get the fuck out of here. But I also want to be with my friends. It was like really complicated. My relationship to it got really complicated at that point. But even today I was like journaling. I was like, wow, the experience of getting like having some sort of brainwashing, like manipulation, like, to that degree as like a teenager definitely primed me to be more vulnerable to that later on in life like and experience that in like my 20s and have kind of a tough time with that Mm. and it all is connected so like yeah it's just like it's fucked up and then a lot of kids like so many kids that I know from that school have passed away now like that's very common because it also isn't treating like addiction it's also just based it's like a bunch of like gobbledygook that people made up and then implement it has there's like maybe some therapeutic things that align but then a lot of it is just like what the fuck are you talking about like why are you making up making us dress up in weird costumes and like pretend like all dress up as like the worst characteristics of ourselves and like like larp as that in front of each other like a lot of it was like you're you just realize like oh you were like humiliating us and like 
that's like a form of torture. Oh, Not yeah. to get like super dramatic about it, but it's like no, because it's... mine was definitely less than hers. Like hers was the school that you would like you never wanted to get sent to Utah because <laughs> they don't regulate shit there. And like if you knew at some at some point if you fucked up bad enough and you get kicked out of my school, like you're going to go to a lockdown facility. That's like the next step. If your parents are committed to you being sent away like and you're like 15 or 16 like you're fucked. you're fucked if you get keep getting kicked out of places like that well, yeah it just it seems like that sort of activity of like making you dress up and like that feels just like someone getting their rocks off kind of you know it's a lot of like power there's a lot of like power plays and power dynamics and like <laughs> sorry mango i have like a see-through door and that has mm-hmm. like stained glass that i can see him hovering outside (laughs) he wants to know what's going on he wants to hop on the mic and say a thing or two sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you no you're fine it's yeah but it feels like a lot of like humiliation tactics and it's a lot of humiliation tactics and like breaking people down emotionally in order to restructure and lay a new foundation of like thought patterns and belief beliefs and it's not dissimilar from like prisoner of war like tactics and like brainwashing tactics that they that were used like during the korean war um there's a lot of similarities yeah like breaking someone down and rewiring them Mm -hmm. i mean that it's like i mean like this is the only way to like be saved essentially or be okay is like a total buy-in to like everything that we tell you you should never trust anyone that says that to you except like us saying that to listeners yeah because like yeah um except us saying that about like buying tickets for yeah but you know what we don't break we're not breaking anyone down we're we're like just do it Mm -hmm. yeah like i could i could break you down at any time you know what i mean (laughs) oh i know i hold back anyways no yeah it's like it's truly, it's fucked. I can't wait to read what she's saying. Our hats we off to link. Paris. Yeah, hats you off to Paris. You should really have because she on. was sent to my. She was sent to my school. Oh right, yeah. She that was a school that she was at for like a few weeks or a few months before she ran away because she just kept running away, queen shit, kept running away from like every school, and then sure enough, you end up in like the worst fucking one because they will lock doors. Like they couldn't lock any doors in our school you could never be locked in a room you weren't ever locked in the dorms like that's almost like more of a power thing it's like i feel like that's even more of a flex on their part that like doors don't have to be locked but you remain in place yeah i mean i was so like in it when i turned 18 i was given the choice to like come home and leave and go back to like do my senior year in oklahoma city And I chose to stay. And like part of that was like I didn't want to go back to my life in Oklahoma. Like I just didn't want to go face people that like in high school because I had a really hard time like in the last few months of high school before getting sent away. And I was like, I don't want to go back and be like the fucking kid that went to rehab or therapeutic boarding school. Like I just knew I hung out with so many of those kids. I like knew what the deal was and the odds are just so stacked against you. 
but also and part and I wanted to stay with my friends. But then also I was like, I had like buy I was like bought in like fully just like on fucking board with all the shit that they were peddling. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to stay. Then like midway through my what would have been my senior year of high school, I, was, I realized I'm like, wait a second. Like these people are all full of shit. Like this place is fucking crazy. And like what the actual fuck. But by then it was too late. Like I couldn't leave because I wouldn't have graduated high school. I would have had to like go get my GED or something or like go be like go back to like a different high school class like it was just there was no I was like I have to just get my high school diploma and like do whatever it takes to just fucking graduate so I can like go to college and move on with my life but then I was just like what the fuck you were like Like, I'm gonna make this short and sweet I'm buying in yeah no I was like fully like so vulnerable when I got there too just like really but was like the perfect person to like sink your claws into well, speaking of those who were had claws sunk into them, Miss Kathy Hilton, surprisingly MIA in this pilot episode of season 12. I was shocked. I know. What's the deal? I'm not okay. They're going to come for Kathy this season. They are. But it sounds like she's probably going to do something that's worthy of yeah. having someone come for you. But I'm excited. I love that. It's the human struggle. I have to say, too, before we dig in, I'm a little nervous for Sutton. I feel my Sutton senses are tingling that she might not have a good season. Ooh, I love it. I love oh, her I mean, so I, much. I love her too. Don't get me I'm a Sutton. Oh, I love a Sutton. I think she's taking... I think she's not going to have a good season trying to like mesh with these other women because mm. she has very strong opinions mm-hmm. that aren't wrong. And she's really going to... She's. It seems that she's sticking to her guns oh so she's sticking i fear for that i don't think i mean i don't know fan wise i assume i watched a little bit of watch what happens live last night and like the fans seem to be team sutton in the sutton versus rinna of it all yeah i, I guess i mostly meant like she's gonna have it's gonna be a rough it's gonna be a rocky road with her and the other women her and the ogs are gonna mm. clash well let's get into it let's get into it i'm carrie I'm Lara, and, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to Sexy, Sexy Unique, Unique Podcast, Beverly Hills Angels. I just wanted to I'm so happy that people are pumped that we're doing this like the reaction that I've I've gotten from talking about it people are psyched 
I'm yeah. glad we're all on this road together. We're back in the the BH. We're buckling up. We're getting back on the horn. We're remounting our motorcycles, rubbing their en- engines, and driving off down the winding road called life. Lara and I are on a scooter a la Larry Crown, driving <laughs> to Encino together. I'm on the back, holding on to Lara. Oh my God. Speaking of scooter, I literally saw someone crash into a man on a scooter right outside of Erewhon yesterday. I know. I go, I was waiting for my car to get like pulled around in the parking lot. And I just heard like, and I looked and scooter man was down. And I go, oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) I love those moments where you're just like, you see something and you just, you're, the only thing you can do is go, fuck. Yeah. Oh, LA sh- provides. LA provides those quite often. It's definitely giving. It's giving. New York also gives. Oh, yeah. New York. But, but LA, gives it, le- in a, LA gives in a weirder way. Yeah, because like everything will be perfect or like seemingly perfect. And the day will be going fine. And then all of a sudden someone will fucking hit a man on a scooter and everyone seemed fine. Like every, they were walking around like no one was injured. I think just the scooter took a hit. But it's it truly is, it's like when you're jolted out of the matrix or something like that. In New York, everything is just like you're just on guard 24-7 that you're at war at any given moment and you're ready to pop off. You know, mm-hmm. like I remember one time I saw this these cops running after someone in Union Square subway and they just collateral damage like ran through a woman and nearly knocked her over oh and i and i turn around and i went hey <laughs> what the fuck to the cops no yeah well i was like that was fucked up but i was just like that's that's the level of that's new york energy. Hey! yeah people are always doing that in new york you have to be ready to get screamed at what the that was also kind of Chicago energy. Like when I first moved there, I was not ready for the level of like rudeness and screams that you can get on the street mm-hmm. in a city at any given time. LA doesn't do like street street screams. Mm-mm. Very rarely does that happen. But no like way. a more walkable like urban city like New York or Chicago and in New York especially, it's just a one scream after another. Mm-hmm. But I love that. Now I love it. I'm like, fucking yell at me. I'll yell right back at you. Holy shit. Shit. I go, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to get like a little scooter and be like Amelie and drive around. Uh, <laughs> really? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I feel like I'm that's kidding. the most fucking dangerous thing you I'm could kidding, possibly I'm kidding. do. Here. Can you just imagine the me being like, a little like ingenue. You're like, ah, ciao, Roma. <laughs> to Roma with love. You're like, it takes you literally hours to get anywhere because scooters like max out at 30 miles an hour. Speaking of Italy really quick, <laughs> Amanda Knox is just continues to start on Twitter. So there was like one of those like earth pics and it was like capri italy or something and it was or like some lake in italy and it was just gorgeous como yeah and she wrote uh just how i remember it comments uh, she quote tweeted it and i was just like oh here she goes <laughs> she's going <laughs> Might not want to invoke yeah. italy right now miss no it's like, like <laughs> rem- remember there's a there's a woman who's dead in all that i was just like oh my god and everyone's like yes girl you say it i was just like 
Amanda. Sorry. Do you think Foxy Noxy did it? Are you like a she's guilty? No, I, I, I don't. I don't think she killed Meredith, but I'm I just get an, at the end of the day. I'm like, OK, but there's a girl who's dead <laughs> and it feels like we everyone forgets that Meredith yeah, like was... maybe find like comment on like Paris or Barcelona or like, yeah, like maybe maybe just like any other European country, like just make no comments about Italy. Kind yeah, of thing. it's kind of like, again, you're t- anytime it's like you're taking away. How long was she in Italy before she got arrested? She's like. Was she like was in Italy months. for four months or I don't know, five months. I don't know why I did it like that. I got to Google. Also, it's like, OK, but you were in Italy like for five months and then you were in there for like seven years in jail. So like being like, ah, oh, just like I remember it acting like you were like a goddamn local. No, no, no. She's making the comment like her Italy was so harrowing. It does not look like this is not the Italy she knew. She knew that was her. Oh, but I was, was a, a said with a heavy dose of uh, irony. Yeah, but I was just like, I don't think she. I don't think she. And I, yeah, she endured a lot. Got of, it. Okay, you're like a bitch. We know. <laughs> we, we get we, it. We know, we know it. We know we it. Know. And I, I sympathize with her. She went through hell. They were horrible to her in that prison. But like, I'm just like, okay, get over it. Just stop reminding us. <laughs> you're a one trick pony. <laughs> no, and like, I. It's good to like help bring something else to the table <laughs> it's good to help i thought she wrongfully was saying, like, accuse it, people gorgeous. that she's doing using her her platform but i'm just like what about meredith you know yeah she makes it all about her anyway there was this episode was another crime ridden episode exterior beverly hills mansion night the robbery footage shook me to my core it was creepy it was very like maholan drive the sunset and then leading into Night vision, ring camera. Yeah, and just like these men who are so... What's crazy about it to me is that the guys are so just like chill walking. Oh, yeah. Like calm vibes. Yeah, they were pretty brazen and like, you know, in a quiet residential neighborhood, just loudly breaking the glass and walking right in. Yeah, they they didn't didn't seem like... No, like violent, like let's fucking kill her. But like, you know, obviously they're not going to be like hyped up on the street, drawing attention to themselves. But I was just like, God, humans contain multitudes. And they were wearing like they look they had like one of them looked like a guy you would see at like a bar. They haven't been caught still. That really creeps me out. I wonder if it was the same guys that hit Kyle's house. Probably. Because also, how would they know? (laughs) <laughs> it's two gays. <laughs> it's two criminal gays that are just all up on the housewives' instas, and they're like, "She's out of town. Should we like go get the Birkins?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely it was creepy. Mm-hmm. It was very unsettling. Ring ring camera stuff always freaks me out. Paranormal activity vibes. I watched a YouTube compilation of the scariest ring cameras. Was it good? Yeah, rings. They're just it's kind of sinister because they're now being used for police surveillance and i'm like doesn't doesn't seem seems a little sinister to me but anyway so we see that's sort of the crux of the episode is going to be around dorit's the home invasion but we go yeah. back to three days earlier kyle and mauricio, catch up with all the ladies mauricio's sitting on something and kyle goes honey you're sitting on paris's invitation and mauricio goes oh oh shit okay and then it's this baby blue, looks like 
the Egyptian Book of the Dead. (laughs) (laughs) It's so... It looks like a Cheesecake Factory menu. Yeah, it's like a box that contains a box that contains a box. It's like a never-ending puzzle of Tiffany blue boxes. Mm -hmm. Can I just say Marcus Kyle's Krav Maga trainer is really hot. Oh, yeah. Everyone's taking everyone's taking either karate or Krav. I love that children are just now being trained to fight. The rich are arming. That, <laughs> that they are arming themselves. They're the rich are training child soldiers right under our noses. <laughs> they are. And as they should. That's like also putting that on a list of reasons like to have a kid. Because then you can just have a child soldier to defend you. <laughs> You train them in martial arts. Portia's a little old, but she still could be like a ingenue mm. assassin. But like, it's important to get kids into indoctrinate like, them fight early. mode. Yeah, like I'm talking like as soon as they can walk and have basic motor skills, they should start knife training. This episode was wild for me because I re- I realized how much I just didn't realize how that a lot of these women have security teams. Oh, yeah. Which now I'm like, I keep, I'm like, okay, yeah, they're celebrities. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just always fooled again by the ruse of the. And I'm sure their addresses are like easily, you could find their address if you wanted to. And you know what their houses look like from the exterior. So like. COVID shook all of them that that era. They all were like, we got to, we got to arm up. Mm -hmm. I'm glad Portia is back on track. All she needed was like a couple hundred grand thrown at a bar mitzvah party and like to be celebrated in order to like, get back in the swing of things. Looked really fun. Yeah. She looked like she was having fun. That was actually, I was very moved by that. Cause that it is, I mean, she was definitely going through like depression and mm-hmm. I don't blame her as like a kid, like being so young to deal with that. That's also really hard. And all of your older siblings are out of the house. Mm-hmm. You're the, you've been this baby the whole you know your whole life so then sh- you can't socialize at all no but yeah she's doing well garcelle's in miami for angels for humanity sutton is there to support love that two single gals they're on a slut trip together mm-hmm. which i'm all about rena arrives to erica's rental with a gucci bag and another gucci bag inside that gucci bag the flex and gucci pants erica looks like steven or jesse camp <laughs> those yellow glasses oh rinna yeah oh, i was yeah. like sorry sorry lisa rinna looks <laughs> I like was jesse like, camp she does. i was like i feel like i'm we're what seeing different things so yeah rinna is, i'm gonna need those glasses to come off pretty quickly i'm like you might get i want to give you like another episode to wear them but i actually don't you got one and now you gotta take them off Dorit's and Heathrow with Jagger and Phoenix heading back. They have 20 pairs of luggages. Mm-hmm. So EJ Global is making some tea for Rinna, and she has a huge floral arrangement on her kitchen island, and she is, there's a secret admirer. Whoa, wait, hold on, hold on. Garcelle and Sutton are talking about going out that night, and... Garcelle's like, we need to find ourselves men. And then she goes, or just one man. We can tag team. <laughs> I love and that. And Sutton goes, oh, oh, Garcelle. Sutton's pearls are clutched. Yeah, she goes, there's a secret admirer here. And Rin is like, oh, really? And she goes, have you been dating? And then she goes, no, I've been having some sex, though. Ugh. 
<laughs> she goes, as she's pouring the coffee, she goes, I hope this is good, by the way. <laughs> and Renee goes, well, first she goes, Amelia Gray's doing great. She moved back to New York. I'm like, oh, give her another four months before she moves back to Beverly Hills. And Erica goes, what? <laughs> and Rena is a, a little peeved because I guess Sutton went on Watch What Happens Live and said that she invited Lisa and Harry to be her guests at the Elton John Gala. And she never got a thank you from them in reference back to like Saucegate, where Rinna was so offended that Garcelle never sent a thank you note. I love that flashback where she goes, and you just, uh, you just never said, you just never sent a note or said thank you or mentioned it again. So, you know, and Garcelle goes, but I said thank you to you in the moment. And she goes, I know. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so like. Yeah, Sutton's good. Sutton's fucking serving and she's not wrong. And Sutton, one thing you have to know about Sutton, when you're her friend, she will, she'll ride for you. She rides for a bitch. Especially Garcelle. Mm-hmm. I fucking love them together. Me too. By the way, we get a flash of Rinna Beauty with Amelia doing shoots for it, and which they actually look really chic. I think they were wearing vintage Versace. And Lisa's mom gets a Lois named beauty item and Rinna Beauty, and she goes, oh, this is beautiful. And every time I see her mom, I remember she survived a fucking serial killer. Mm-hmm. Just my queen. Rinna is miffed about... Also, it's crazy when whenever they mention Watch What Happens Live, I'm like, oh, breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. But I feel like that's become just part of the show's drama now. Like, it feeds into it. Because mm-hmm. that's, like, common, I think, for every show to have, like, a getting mad at a Watch What Happens Live moment. Crystal's half a million dollar basement is slowly coming underway. Well, I've, well first, <laughs> I just have to do... First... Rena's like, well, she's like, well, I'm going to be, I'm going to have to talk to Sutton about this. And then EJ goes, ha ha. She goes, she picked the wrong bitch. And she goes, (laughs) (laughs) EJ Global has, I think she smokes two packs a day now. Yeah. I wonder what her smoking, is she a smoker? Definitely. She also has new veneers. Something. (laughs) Well, I'm just like, again, I'm shook by the level of maintenance it takes to like maintain your looks and look a certain way if you want to look that way, especially as a woman, especially in like a city like Los Angeles, because it costs a shit ton of fucking money. Of course. And to see, I think it just shocks me understanding that like Erica's ability to do the level that she's used to to maintain the look that she was used to having all the time is so down and she's still obviously getting like little bits of work or tweakage or like injections done yeah she still looks great still looks great but it's like you're comparing a level of like wealth and beauty privilege to like a lower level of wealth and beauty privilege. Both are still really up there and out of the realm of possibility for like a normal earner. Totally. But it's like shocking how much of a different. It's like you just realize 
and I think you obviously realize this with Kardashians too when you see it's like they are spending fucking money to look as good as they do like and I'm it's like daily these are like yeah like it's like an every week or two weeks going in dropping like a couple grand here a couple grand there that all adds up and like that takes so much money and even when you just have a little bit you're just the just the knowledge of how much money it actually takes to look like some of these like very rich reality star women look is like unbelievable it's pretty crazy and she goes she picked the wrong bitch then we cut to, yeah, Sutton goes to Crystal's house. She's doing a $500,000 basement renovation for some reason. I mean, why not? Yeah. And Sutton and Crystal have worked out their drama. They're friends now. And they can laugh about what happened. And they got over their drama. So I'm glad about that for them. They're a, they're a, a powerful trio. Mm-hmm. Sutton, Garcelle, and Crystal. Well, they have to like be friends. It's kind of like how the summer house has gotten where it's like the OGs are definitely kind of their group and mm. then the newbies are aligned. Yeah. And there's a they all mix, but there's a clear divide between the two. Definitely. Garcelle meets with EJ Global to do some workouts and they walk in and EJ goes, ah, hey, sac passe. <laughs> they do like a Haitian greeting to each other. Mm. And then... EJ says that she spent like the last year just like fucking drinking like a fish and eating fast food. And she goes, when you black out and you come to order Taco Bell, and you don't remember it. There's trash everywhere. It's a real problem. So now she is working out. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> girly <laughs> all you she do goes, is just maybe not drink she goes on the darkest day <laughs> that is a dark day i used to fuck a guy that would like black out and get like taco bell or we'd have like crazy sex and then he'd immediately post mates like mcdonald's breakfast and taco bell and i was like oh my god yeah that was me in a blackout ordering Going to the gas station, getting TJ Friday's potato skin chips and Slim Jims. <laughs> Against my will. Sodium King. <laughs> Garcelle asks. <laughs> Sodium King of New York. <laughs> of Williamsburg. Garcelle asks EJ if she'll apologize to Sutton. And EJ goes, Why? And Garcelle <laughs> Just... goes, Because you threatened her. And EJ goes, How? Tell me the words I used. <laughs> Garcelle goes, you said you'd come for her. And she goes, well, when you start taking swings at people, it's going to catch up to you. She goes, Sutton chose to repeat things that were not true. She goes, the, the, the forensic investigators have cleared my name. They've cleared me of wrongdoing. And I was like, damn, really? And it cuts to her fucking one-on-one interview. And you hear the producer go like, so it got disproven like where like where can we read about that or like where how and why and she goes i don't know it was disproven early so bravo can do their due diligence people can read about it wherever and figure it the fuck out i was like god she goes the bank of trustees says erica girardi never touched the lion air money and garcelle goes oh okay (laughs) that's the first time i've heard her say one of the the airline yeah like get explicit about it 
Erica Girardi. She Garcelle makes the good point that you read so so much is in the news about EJ Global and this whole fiasco, yet no one's ever published a single thing saying, oh, this was disproven and she was like cleared. And then she can't even point to it. So it's like, I think she's now just in a place of like blackout Taco Bell and practicing the secret. And so <laughs> she's secreting. She's just secreting this. And she's also because when no, when you can't even say when you get defensive like that, and then you can't even say like, "Oh, go to fbi.gov, <laughs> search six five six two three dash one." Like it's like, or I'll send you a link or something like that. Like if you literally cannot even cite yeah. the actual document because there would be a document or some sort of filing that like disproves you of that you are a goddamn liar and in addition she's speaking in the third person which you always which you know is never a good thing with ej global when she takes it to a place of erica girardi you know it's erica bad. girardi never touched a lion air money the lion air never. she goes it wasn't in my account <laughs> it wasn't in my account I did not ever touch it. I did not see that money. Mother, mother, mother. She's like Jim Jones. She <laughs> is Jim Jones. We go to Dorit's Mendocino Farms house and she watches Jagger and Phoenix doing karate and the way she's watching it. This felt like they filmed it later and put it back in because she was like, the way she was watching, her she acting was like, was like her performance. Amazing. She is. Jagger has always had an interest in martial arts. It was like he's six, like maybe younger. And she goes, "Oh, and little Phoenix followed right in his footsteps and has taken to it quite quickly." And then we, the karate she coach goes, "She surprises me every day." And he goes, "Don't waste so much, or the bad guys will get away." Yeah, there. You're right. This was filmed after the fact. They also filmed her in her confessional look, which I loved. Was a little like Renaissance headband, the puffy headband, wearing like funeral mourning colors. I loved it. Mm-hmm. She's serving a lot of drama, and really, this has been a moment where Dorit can act. Yeah, and like bring it. And I'm like, th- I'm glad. I don't love, I hate that she was robbed. I hate that she had oh, to go yeah. through that. Of course, of course. But if it brings her to a place of deep centered acting and reacting, then all is not lost. It was not for nothing. No. So later that night. Later that night, the big break in. The big break in. I wrote, this is, this is so sad. It was so scary. Tony was barking. As he barked at the intruders. Like he knew they were up to no good. He's a king. If only Tony had been there. But no, no. He shot. No, I don't know if like Tony is kind of like an alarm in that way, but he's heck he's hectic and you have to be like really chill in those situations. I might bring Mango next week to pod. Bring him. Might be a lot, but he's always welcome. He's chill. Yeah, he's so chill. Yeah. So Dorit's robbed. A million dollars worth of jewelry and handbags stolen stuffed into the duvet i'd be like can you please not take my duvet cover though like (laughs) i'd be like i have extra sheets just in the like linen closet just like take a fitted sheet but like please don't take my duvet cover like i'm so sleepy if you have to take my handbags then please don't take my duvet 
<laughs> no, I just like leave the duvet for God's sake. But yeah, they the kids, thank God, didn't know any of this had happened. They were in the other room. Usually when PK is gone, Dorit sleeps with them. But for some reason that night, she put them both in their separate beds because they were jet lagged and she wanted them to get a good night. But she had to deal with these fucking guys by herself. And she said one of them said, let's kill, let's kill her. Yeah. So everyone's reeling from the robbery and it like gets everyone's kind of reaction to it. And EJ goes, they could have killed her. They could have killed those kids. And then Kyle. <laughs> she goes, she goes, they could have the killed those kids. And then she goes, they could have done a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. feel like EJ would know. Yeah, you would I feel know. like she's been shaken the fuck down and robbed. And we just don't know about it. Like so many times. Tom confronted the Birkin, the burglars. Oh, yeah. There was a burglar. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting that she didn't come back around and talk yeah. about that incident. I don't think she remembers saying that. Rinna, Erica, and Kyle all go to see Dorit, and I love the, the dramatic paparazzi shots. Yeah, those were really good. <laughs> I love the next day. Like, Kyle's taking this really hard. This sends Kyle to a place of acting, too. Mm-hmm. But Kyle, like, sh- Kyle can't even be in Encino anymore. She, like, no. sees the Bel Air house, and she goes and sits on her sofa and is just staring out the window yeah. longingly. I was like, this is... She's working right now. I love the paparazzi video of Kyle at the gate being like, Dorit, let me in. It's Kyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's Kyle's in her best like Halloween kills. Yeah. I also think she's sitting on a CB2 goop boucle sofa. I recognize that sofa. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Speaking of Goop, they released like a diaper yesterday. That's I think a joke, but it's That's like a joke, yeah. But some this woman like came. I like posted it just because I thought it was silly, mm-hmm. and I wrote just in time for Pride on my Instagram. Like just I wasn't saying it was real. Yeah. And this this person came for me on my Instagram. She was like, "You know, it's a joke, right?" And she started like commenting on all these different people. Who, co- who like made funny comments being like, you guys, this is a joke. Ha. And I, and I was I go, I wrote, why are you, why do you keep commenting? Like, did you write this ad? Like, I was like, I didn't really, like she was the great defender of Goop's comedy. I was like, damn. So to that person, I get. I feel I re- like everyone knows. Read you loud Oof. and clear. <laughs> 
baby girl, it's time to go. <laughs> she like my one of my best friends commented like, "Wow, this is so dumb." And she was like, "Ha! Did you find your? Did you see a picture of yourself in your own reflection?" Or like, came. I was like, "Why are you talking to my best friend?" If you feel called to a place of <laughs> go down the list of someone's comments and reply to every single one. You are experiencing an episode and you need to like redirect that energy into a meditation, write in your journal or send your therapist an email and have a session because like, (laughs) honey, no, 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 maybe I was like, maybe she maybe or I'm assuming it it seemed uh, presenting herself as a woman. So I don't. But this person, maybe they were spearheading this joke campaign and really wanted to make sure i knew that it was a joke oh clearly it was i know i was like loving it i was like that's really smart i loved it yeah i love goops in on the joke of course knows don't i know so yeah so sutton comes over and sutton has no time for Mm -hmm. dorit's sutton has a lot going on in her own life and she's a little like why are we talking so much about dorit (laughs) Kyle's like crying. She's like, I just can't believe, like, I can't believe what's happening. It's all so sad. It's all I can think about all day. And and Sutton goes, gosh, I know. It's been such a weird day. I've been putting out fires all day myself. She's like talking about her store and just like drama that's going on, which I'm like, lol. Like, I get it when you're not invested. When you're not invested in someone else's like horrific situation and drama, and it doesn't super affect you. And they are ultimately like everyone survived. It's fine. I get being like, okay. Yeah. Or she could just be like, like, would I do that on camera on a show? Probably not. I'd like play along and be like, yeah, it's so scary. She was like, she goes, my designer from France is having trouble with immigration. It's very hard. She's all I'm saying is that I too have a lot. It's been a really hard, weird day. And Kyle goes, well, it's not that bad in comparison to what happened with Dorit. And then Sutton goes, well, I wasn't held at gunpoint. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love it. I also think like maybe, I mean, I'm not, I shouldn't read into it that much, but like maybe this is just how she reacts to something really scary. Some people yeah, I just... Think it's been- like it's being made a bigger deal of than it really needs to be Sutton's reaction. Like, but also Kyle's an empath, you know what I mean? Like, and Mm -hmm. she also loves an opportunity to kind of like take on the drama of others and make it about her a little bit. And we all know those kinds of people that get really fixated on something that happened. That's horrible. That happens to someone and then like, can't get over it. But it's Mm -hmm. also like, it didn't have like, Oh, I guess also Dorit is one of her BFFs. Because they're like super close with Mauricio. So, yeah. And it's like the kids and yeah, it's fucked up. But yeah, Sutton, <laughs> Sutton was just bringing I just that love that brassy... everyone's going to have a different reaction. And I've had a hard day too. She has a stiff off her lip. I wasn't held at gunpoint. I, sorry, I guess. <laughs> she went, not bloody likely. <laughs> Rinna is planning Harry's oh. 70th birthday. Rinna and Crystal together. I was like, this is random. Yeah, like, do you guys care about each other like that? They go to the Andaz, which is a strange place. Yeah, but that I feel like is a place that's very... Harry. That's like a Bravo mm-hmm. 
No, it's like in the Bravo universe. I think it's like a friendly French like chain of places that they are always allowed to film. Yeah. So we just have to accept the Londos. That one, though, in particular is very like hodgepodge. That's the vibe when you walk in there. I've never been in there. That was the old Hyatt house, like a.k.a. the riot house where everyone used to like all the rockas used to stay there whenever they would come through town. On the strip, doll. On the Sunset Strip, love. The fucking Harry- Hyatt House, Riot House. Fucking rock and roll. Harry's 70th birthday is coming up and he's never looked hotter. Yeah, he's a hot old daddy. And then we cut back to Sutton and Kyle and Sutton has gone into fucking read her to filth mode with EJ Global. And Kyle's like, are you dating? Like, what's the vibe? And Sutton's like, I am dating. Yes, I have. I... I'm looking for a tall, handsome man. And then she's like, well, Erica's dating too. And Sutton goes, well, you know, I have my own money, so I'm not looking for someone to provide for me. I don't need a man to be rich. Damn. She says, I'm not looking for someone rich. She goes, I think Erica has been accustomed to a certain lifestyle, and now she's looking for someone who can help her afford that lifestyle again. I am not like that. Damn. <laughs> Fucking shots fired. And Kyle's like, uh, well, I think it's like, I'm sorry I didn't like stick up for you or like no one stuck up for you at that dinner where you only spoke truth to EJ Global and then she f- threatened you and threatened your life. So sorry about that. But also like, I'm really sad for EJ because she probably went home and like cried. And Sutton goes, not having it. She goes, I am sickened by Erica Jane. <laughs> I was like, fucking work. And she goes, and you know what? I get in trouble, but the men don't. It's a double standard. And Kyle goes, what are you talking about? And then we go back to when Mauricio and Dorit were like just shitting all over EJ and Tom at the dinner table. And Kyle and Dorit were laughing. Mm-hmm. And Kyle goes, oh, I, I mean, yeah, they, they feel really bad about it. She goes, but why do they not get in trouble? And I do. And I'm like, she's right. She's not fucking wrong. Because later when Mauricio apologized, he goes, oh, Erica, I'm really sorry. And Erica goes, oh, it's okay, Mauricio. <laughs> yeah, they all gather at Kyle and Mauricio's. And EJ's obviously there posted up at the bar like 10 tequilas <laughs> deep. And Mauricio <laughs> walks in. She goes, you hurt my feelings, Mauricio. And then he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then they <laughs> hug it out. And that's the end of it. So like, she just hates. I think she just genuinely is jealous of Sutton's money mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and is resentful. Erica I'd probably just, be too. When she just walks into Kyle's house, she goes, hi, it's Erica. <laughs> and then she sees Kyle and she goes, girl, you look good. Kyle does look great. Her face, she's gotten a new face, I think. She's looking, yeah, I mean, her nose job is probably totally, like, not mm-hmm. swollen now. Dorit comes Dur- over and joins everyone and tells her harrowing robbery story. I was a little like, <laughs> she's over? Yeah, she was, like, left the kids with their childcare professionals and security, and she was like, I thought it would be good to get out and get a drink and just get out of the house. So she comes over to, like, relive the tale and she thought she was going to die, like begged for her life and for her kids. Life. Like, it's awful. Like, it made me feel sick. <laughs> EJ turns to her at one point and she goes, 
you need to get into therapy now. <laughs> well, also, Dorit, she makes it clear. She goes, I left him home with PK's assistant and PK's security. PK's security? What? I guess, or that he hired some people to, like, come over. I'm not, I'm not making any comments on her parenting right now, but I would, if it were me, I'd bring my kids to Kyle's. Yeah, I don't know, though. It's like... I understand, like, not wanting to disrupt the kids' routine because yeah. once you start disrupting That's that, true. then it, like, That's it, true. like, can fuck with them. So, yeah. like, and they, if they have no idea that anything happened. Yeah, you're right. It's better not to make a big deal because she's also, like, I needed to get out because I'm, she's, like, I'm fucking falling apart and I don't want these kids to see me, like, crying and, like, freaking out. Yeah, that's true. So, I understand, like leaving them and who knows maybe she left them like maybe they went to a hotel or something there's armed guards yeah <laughs> there's one moment i was like okay guys we all gotta settle down a oh. little bit oh yeah <laughs> dogs start barking because garcelle has arrived and Dorit goes oh, why are they barking kyle go figure it out i was like okay like kyle and then kyle gets because kyle always gets scared she goes what mm-hmm. what and marisa is just like Stone. And then Dorit goes, <laughs> Kyle, she goes, Kyle, you need to figure out why they're barking right now. <laughs> I was like, it's oh, like, okay, guys. <laughs> guys, <laughs> let's all take a breath. Mm-hmm. I don't think any robbers are here when a whole camera crew is here. Security, five different people are over. Like, I don't think you're anything's going to happen right now. So Garcelle walks in and she's like, oh, my God. Sutton, you must have been so scared. I'm so glad. Or Dorit, you must have been so scared. I'm so glad you're okay. And then EJ's drunk as blackout. And she goes, yeah, Garcelle, they had a gun to her head. (laughs) She's literally like Catherine O'Hara in Waiting for Guffman. She's in her own world. (laughs) Just with like the one. (laughs) He had a gun to her head. They had a gun to her head. You hear that, Garcelle? Right to her head, right in her temple. <laughs> Dorit, <laughs> Dorit said that she told the robbers, please don't take my cell phone, whatever you do. And then they were like, all right. And then there's a video of them leaving it outside. I was like, all right, they left it outside. <laughs> That's nice. Seemed like they had really good communication with each other after the initial like Let's confrontation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's like, you have to be so calm and collected in those situations. Like, because... If you, like, I guess you're, like, reading someone and you don't want to heighten them or make them feel unsafe. So you have to, like, really stay calm and, like, communicate clearly and, like, basically be, like, a reassuring factor. It's so crazy. Well, yeah, any one move or something, like, the trigger could just be pulled right then. Because people who are robbing are just, like... They're almost, I, I imagine, I mean, I have no experience, but I imagine that they're in a, like a manic state kind of. Yeah. Just anyone that's committing like a crime and you find yourself in the middle of the crime that they're committing, you can't like heighten things mm. lest things go take a turn. Yeah. Because you guys, dinner is ready. And they're like, oh, my God, you have dinner? And she's like, yeah, just cooking, having a little something. And there's like a private chef making like full blown buffet for them. And Dorit goes, I love this. Very casual. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I love your guys' lives. PK calls Kyle. They've been in touch. I guess Dorit left her phone in the car, I'm assuming. 
And Kyle's like, yes, come right over, PK. PK arrives straight from the airport, straight from Heathrow, love. And and then they see lights outside, and then Dorit goes, oh, that's PK. I just, I was like, wow, this is... Chef's His kiss. grand entrance, yeah. And he comes in, and they hug, and he's getting really emotional and crying. He's like, I can't believe I wasn't there. He goes, I remember crying at the airport in the lounge. <laughs> I love it. The Admiral's I Club. I like seeing... <laughs> rich people dealing with trauma is cool because i'm like god i would love would have loved to have a private chef come over and make a buffet after i got abducted by a lift driver Rene goes but, you know guys i feel kind of bad about having this harry hamlin dinner tomorrow maybe i should cancel it <laughs> and pk goes no you know what lisa in my religion we never cancel a happy occasion so we never cancel a happy occasion for a sad one what's this really is he jewish What's his religion? Let me look. Because I know Dorit is Jewish. Oh, really? Maybe they're both Jewish. PK. <laughs> He's in Kabbalah. He's hot. He's hot to me. I'm going to say it. Yeah, he looks good. He has London gangsta energy. And he's like, sometimes it, I really understand why you would want kind of like a fat husband. Just to kind of be, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's comforting and sexy. Okay, I just Googled PK Kemsley's net worth, and this is saying he's worth $60 million. We'll never know, love. You can't trust those, like, net worth websites anyways. So then PK goes, all right, love, we should go home to the kids. And Dorit's like, yes, yes, we'll go now. And then she runs out to the car, and then she can't find... PK's like, oh, I, can- I love this scene. This was so major. PK goes, I can't find my phone and something else. Because it's weird, right? That my phone's not in there, neither my AirPods. And I was like, what are they trying to insinuate right now? They're in a place of like... Everything is... Like everything is like a trauma and a mystery. When you go through that kind of trauma, you have a... I think you go into like a mode where you think for a short period of time or long, if you don't go through therapy, you think like the world is sort of revolving around you in this moment. And you think everything is connected and like the world is conspiring against you. What well, kind of is? I mean, they're not even like 24 hours no, out from it. No, no, so no, I I'm, give I'm them s- a lot of bandwidth. Oh, yeah, for sure. For, no, I'm, that's what I'm, but. But I was like, what? What? Ha-? I was like, where are they? What happened to them? And then Dorit's outside alone going, find it. Find the phone. And then there's like a really like... lame sounding fake siren in the background. Mm-hmm. I was like, cop, cop, sirens in LA don't sound like that. Such drama, a drama for the ages. I wish it had been like, like a British siren. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, Damn. they are. The bench work was great. Amazing. Dorit did some incredible bench work. Find the phone. I love. Find the phone. Find the phone. Find the phone. Also, I'd be like. I wouldn't want to be outside alone. <laughs> well, the driver's right there. Yeah, that's and true. there's a camera crew literally in a car filming. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's never really alone. Healing vibes go right into therapy with that one. Prayers to the Kemsleys. D- it seems like maybe they moved out of that cursed farmhouse. Yeah, I, I would. I'd, I'd fucking get out of there. I'd go and I wouldn't let my house be filmed, like the exterior. I'd go into probably a gated community and then do like a no 
maybe do it like Chris Card Chris Jenner does, where you film the exterior of a totally different house and pawn it off as yours. Or it's like they film like the back of the house or something. I don't know. I'd go full fucking security. I'd move into Yolanda Foster's house with David Foster. <laughs> I'd move into her fridge. <laughs> Me too. Anyway, guys, we're so glad to be back on this wild ride with y'all. Lots of things to come. Lots of good things to come. EJ Global. EJ Global's liquor tour of Beverly Hills. <laughs> She's like fully turning into Bradley Cooper in A Star is Born. Yeah, she'll piece herself this season. But I also have to say I love her working out, doing like a circuit workout in a full face of makeup oh like contour lips brows to the gods it's crazy how does anyone do that i i don't know god women are so mysterious even to me powerful but we'll be back next week episodes of this beverly hills angels will be dropping every friday so you won't want to miss them and that's all love do you have anything else to add shout out to ness Shout out to Ness. We love Ness, our editor. Yeah, Byron Bay's is going goodbye, but a few more episodes of Midwives in the in the docket, and we'll get going. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing assessment, as per usual, and let us know. Prayers up for me. Mm-hmm. Love and light. Bye. Sexy Unique Podcast is created and hosted by me, Lara Marie Shane Halls. This episode was co-hosted by the one and only Carrie O'Donnell. This episode was edited by Ness Smith-Savadoff. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to Sexy Unique Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're craving more stuff and just can't get enough and want access to things like bonus episodes, tons of premium content, as well as ad-free episodes of the pod, consider supporting the podcast on Patreon. You can find out more at patreon.com slash sexy unique podcast.